Let's get real. Welcome to TBC Today. This podcast features friends in and around the Triad Baptist Church community. Hear encouraging real-life stories from our weekly guests and inspiring insights from our host, Pastor Rob. To learn more about Triad Baptist Church in Kernersville, North Carolina, visit us online at tbcnow.org. Welcome to another episode of TBC Today, our podcast from Triad Baptist Church, where we talk to people from our church and our community. We want to hear real stories about real people. Today, we have Chastity Brown with us. And Chastity used to work in our preschool. She's been at Triad, our church, for about eight years. And of course, I've known you for a really long time. We used to go to church together a long time ago as well. Mm -hmm. She has two children, and we're going to talk about that in a minute with Pastor Rob. And so we're excited to have Chastity with us today. Chastity, we're going to let Pastor Rob flip our timer. Oh, yes. I (laughs) forgot about that. This is what keeps us on track. And uh, we're excited about this. So we've got Pastor Rob, of course. He's going to lead the discussion. So Rob, why don't you get real? I'll try to get real. (laughs) Chastity, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself as far as your background and where you grew up and uh, anything that would kind of give us a context as we get into it today. Okay. So I was born in San Diego, California. So I'm officially a California girl. Um, Lived there till I was five and then moved to West Virginia because of my dad's job. Um, and then lived there for several years, and then moved to North Carolina. So, how old were you when you moved to North Carolina? Um, goodness, I'm gonna say um, twelve, eleven or twelve. Okay. Um, and then went to Gospel Light School, um, and that was quite a shocker for me going into. I was in seventh grade, so I was a little bit older actually. Um, how was it a shocker? Big school. I had always gone to you know small schools and. ACE schools, um, and I think Kayla can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so that was just a big shocker, switching classes and and going to um, a big school. Mm -hmm. So that was was great. And we've been in North North Carolina ever since then. Oh, okay. We love it here. So how many years is that probably? Oh, man. I was 12, 13. I'm... <clears throat> now, yeah, well, um, we'll just leave it there. That's good enough. Twenty-five plus years, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a long time, a long time. And you know, North Carolina is definitely my most favorite favorite state. We yes. love it here. And so you weren't in California long. You Not long. Of, yeah. What'd your dad do? Not long. Um, he retired from the postal service. He was oh. a um, postmaster um, in um, West Virginia, and then also in North Carolina. Did that have anything so. to do with Daniel getting in that? No. Actually, he just wanted to go into he, um, you know, my dad may have mentioned to him a few times about applying for positions. Um, and then an opportunity came up where he's at now. Okay. Um, but, you know, with Daniel's job, he never touches mail. He never, um, never sees a stamp. Um, <laughs> human resources is very different. I always want stamps and he can never get them for me. So, <laughs> you know, and he's been there for like, oh, goodness, 10, 12 years, yeah. quite a while. Now, how did you two so. meet? We met at Gospel Light Church. Um, he Teenagers. saw me. Uh, yeah, well, I had graduated from college and. Oh, was really? Home. Where were you at in college? Hiles Anderson Christian oh, College. Okay. Very fundamental. Very, very fundamental. strict. Very fundamental. <laughs> Top of the line. And it's kind of funny. We used to do these big Easter plays at Gospel Light years ago, and so Chastity <laughs> and Daniel, and of course her dad, they were all in the plays, and that you yeah. that is part of y'all kind of getting together, right? Yeah. And y'all really didn't yeah. like have, we're sweet on each other at that time. Well, we were we were married at that time. Oh, okay. We were married. 
um, yeah, we were always the crowd people, you know. But we even in school, like, were <laughs> she you a little sings. Older? Chassie's a great singer, so don't you gotta give yourself a little bit of credit. Oh, she's yeah. a great singer, and she <laughs> sings with our worship band as well. Yeah, and you would sing. So you weren't sweet school. on each other in high school. There was there some age between you, like there, was you a little older. Two years. Two years older. So I went to college, went away to college for four years, came home. Actually, had a boyfriend in college that I was serious about. The Lord fizzled that out. Thank goodness he lived in California. My dad definitely fizzled that. <laughs> um, met Daniel when I came home. I think I stood up in church for, they were honoring bus workers. And um, we had like the highest number in our bus route. And I stood up and Daniel said, I saw you and I just had to meet you. And it took him like a month or two to walk up to me and meet me. <laughs> That's great. It was great. It was so funny because I knew he was wanting to do that. And that was so funny. Um, went out on a date with him, didn't want to because I wasn't ready. And I'm so glad I did because he, he was the most perfect gentleman um, that I had ever, and respectful man that I'd ever gone out with. So, and I knew wow. that I had a good one. Like, I can't let him go. I know I'm not ready for a relationship, <laughs> but I really just can't let him go. So yeah, That's wonderful. We dated not long, um, nine months engaged. So everything was very quick. And um, 26 years later. 26 years are. later, and he still makes me happy. <laughs> So here we are. That's great. Okay, well, one of the reasons we invite you on the podcast is just to kind of get to know you a little bit about from what's going on in your life right now. We know you have two children. Just tell us briefly about them. Okay, I have my firstborn is Leah Brown. She is 18. I'm sorry, she is 19. <laughs> I can't keep up. Um, Luke is, um, he's 17, and he'll be 18 this month. So what a treasure kids are, and um, they are a blessing and they're not perfect. None of us are, but um, they're just, they're a blessing, and I'm grateful to be their mom. That's good, and so he's hes getting ready to graduate here from the academy, right? Yeah. Uh, this May, uh, just around the corner, and so, and she's already in school, mm -hmm. and it, where's she at? She's at Guilford Tech. Guilford Tech. And she's um, going for her LPN certificate, so she'll get that in about 18 And months. is she looking to transfer somewhere, or is she... Probably just she gonna may, stay with that. Um, she may transfer to UNCG, um, just depends on what she wants to do after she gets her certificate. Mm -hmm. So we'll see yeah, what the Lord has cool. in store for her. We tell her, you know, pray about it, pray on, on the direction that he wants you to go in. And if he wants you to stay put with just your LPN license, then go forward with that. You know, if you want more and he wants more for you, then definitely move forward. Okay, before I get into that, let me just throw something at you here you probably weren't expecting, but I know your husband's really into like the Dave Ramsey approach to life. I yes. mean, and he was dead serious about that. I remember probably 10 years ago, him really diving into it. What's that been like for you? I never really did ask you, uh, what's it like to go through and just be rigorous in the way you handle your finances? And maybe explain the Dave Ramsey process, because some people may not know that, oh, Financial okay. Peace University. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as many of you know, we did have the Dave Ramsey classes here on different um, quarters during our Sunday night snack classes. And we, of course, jumped on those. But before that even happened here, we have been Dave Ramsey fans for many, many years. And um, Daniel had just listened to him on the radio. I think it was on, I think he's on 600 or something. And um, we just decided that we were going to jump on that and live like no one else so we can live like no, no one, one else, else one day right <laughs> so you know so many people spend more money than they have coming in and and we were that way too and you know credit cards and and 
things like that, you know, you paid off at the end of the month, well, things happen and you don't, you know, life happens and you're not, you're not able to do that. So then you have this debt snowball following behind you. Mm. So um, we decided to jump on board. It's been, it's been probably 10 years. Um, we use an envelope system provided by Ramsey Resources, mm. and we put our money in there, cash for two weeks of what we would spend every two weeks. Literal cash. Cash. Cash, y'all. Mm. Cash, right? <laughs> um, and it's been, it's been great. We know where our money's going. You know, we have our grocery money. We have our everything is in there. Um, no, but is one of you uh, tighter than the other? Or Daniel. You, Daniel's tighter? Oh, yeah. Well, He's so you acted like line. you jumped right in and were well, thrilled I about it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> what, what, what was like? I stomped my feet a little bit. <laughs> he I can is, see that. <laughs> I did. I mean, you know, red hair, we're just that way. Uh, we always stomp some, but... Um, you know, he he definitely squeaks when he walks. He's the tight one. So that was kind of easier for him. But I'm the one who managed the money with the envelope. So I had to learn how to, mm-hmm. to do that, really, to not buy that cute pair of shoes when I wanted them. You know, if I had him in my envelope, the money, then I could. But, you know, um, but it's been so great for our family. You know, yeah. we don't take spontaneous vacations. If we don't have the money, we don't take them. Um, our, co- our kids, they're going to college with no loans. Right. I mean, who wants their children to have that burden on their shoulders? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, tough. And that's not how everybody feels. And that's OK. Um, we're all different. But um, that was just the route that we've chosen to take. The kids are working. You know, they're paying for half of their college and and we'll cover the rest. And um, and hopefully these little lessons in these little things that we do follow hmm. them. And it's something that they will pass on to their children as well. Now, how far are you from being debt free? We, we are. We're You're definitely free. now. The only thing we have is our house, um, and that will be paid for in just a couple years. So wow. that feels kind of good to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 50 in a few years, but it feels good to, to know that, wow, you know, our house will yeah. be almost paid for. Um, and it's sacrifice. Mm. You know, it is a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it's a sacrifice that's worth, it's worth it. And you have to focus on you know, the end game the end, where you're trying to get yeah. rather than where you're at right now. You know, you see people vacationing and doing all these great things and you think, Oh, I want to do that so bad. Oh, I want to go on a cruise. Oh, I want to, but then you rethink what you're doing. And, um, you say, you know, I'm, I'm working for a big, a big goal and a big picture here. This is what we're doing. So when you get debt free, is there some kind of bigger range goal you do have from that point on financially or not really? I mean, like, would you sell your land or your house and move somewhere or? Um, We probably, honestly, will just stay where we are. We live in Stokesdale, so we live kind of out in the country. And you like that? We love it. I mean, there are people that would probably buy my house right now. (laughs) Probably friends (laughs) that I know because they want to be out in the country. And, you know, houses are selling so quickly right now that um, I feel like that wouldn't be a problem, but we love where we are. So what we'll probably do is fix up what we have um, and just stay where we are. The kids won't be there, so we'll have more room, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah. It's, so you don't feel deprived. You don't feel like you deprived your kids either, like even though they didn't get the things they wanted or maybe you didn't get the things you wanted. It's yeah. it's okay. It's like... It's okay. And, and they, I'm not... I may say that they may feel like, you know, because they see friends getting and doing and... They may have some thoughts with that, but they've been really good about not being negative and they know, they just kind of know how we roll and Mm -hmm. the way that we do things financially and, um, okay, good. Well, maybe we'll come back to that later, but let's, let's jump a little to more 
the fact that you're uh, becoming close, you're coming close to being an empty nester, and just wanted to really think that through with you here today, and and uh, give us some of your thoughts. Okay, so like, mm-hmm. first of all. You're not right there yet, but you're going to be there. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, are you starting to think about that or what's going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I've thought about it for years thinking we've got plenty of time. This, you know, we can talk about it later. And then something happens and you have, you know, you have your last kid graduating. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be with Daniel. <laughs> it's just going to be us. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> I don't mean that bad. And y'all don't tell him I said that, okay? <laughs> but it's it's good. I mean, I think you have big plans. It's kind of like saving for college. You have big plans to put and invest in college for your kids through the years, but then you don't. And you have big plans to to be with your spouse one-on-one. Like, I'm going to do this every week. We're going to have a date every week. And something happens and you don't. And time passes. And then here you are where you are. But I think it's important through the years to to communicate well with your spouse and to do those things together, just the Mm. two of you, because that day comes quick. And, and I will say, honestly, um, we haven't, we haven't done what we've, what we've needed to do to, to build that up. We're, we're starting to now. Um, but I think it's important to do things like that along the way. So your relationship just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. I've read that somewhere where one of the things that a woman even thinks about even more is where, where is our marriage and what's it going to be like to go through that? And so you're already starting to talk about that. We're starting to talk and think about it. And it, it, and it kind of makes us a little sad to just be the two of us because it hasn't been the two of us. (laughs) For so many years. So the grandbabies will come. Grand, and, yeah, you know, that will so. all come later, you know, but I think that's where you do pick up a few hobbies yeah. and you pick up some different things and, mm. but also connect, reconnect and do more with your spouse. Because I think a lot of marriages fall apart during that season of life mm. because you're living with somebody and you're like, who is this person I'm living with? I don't even know them anymore. And I don't want to get to that point mm. or that place in our marriage where we feel that way. Um, whereas if we're already connected and we're already, you know, doing these things, it won't be quite as hard of an adjustment. You know, just thinking about that empty nest thought is the sadness. The sadness is I'm really coming to the end of a chapter in my life yeah. and it's over. Yeah. And so that's part of the sadness you feel. But then too, where is it going to go from here? Like, would a project just really take care of that? heartache. So have you thought about that any as far as that sadness or is there something you could describe in that that would help anybody who's going to be facing that or in that? I I mean I I feel like there the sadness is is there and I feel like it will be there. Um I would think it would get easier over time, but plugging into I think you could be more involved in your church. I think that's a good opportunity to do that when before you would say no 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 to things. Um, because you are so busy with life and your family. Mm. Um, so I think that's an opportunity to do that. But then I think it's good to just jump in and just do things, just do something like, you know, quilting or I don't know, whatever it is that you love, um, you know, connect more with people. Um, I'm a people person. I love being with people and the pandemic, you know, there for a while kind of put a damper on all of that, but I still was still living my life and still was out there. Mm. So, you know, you can always do more of that, you know, um, but 
Well, like in your case, I mean, you have a, a business. You're an entrepreneur with uh, Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. Now, has that, will you see that shifting? Like, will you dive into that more? Or what do you think you'll do with that? I will. I will. Um, you know, you see a few pink Cadillacs kind of around town. You don't see a lot of them. But when you do, you know, that's a trophy. Like, that is a trophy on wheels to see a pink Cadillac. You know that girl worked hard. Um, I'm not there. And, and it's okay because... I have been investing in my kids, my business, yes, and growing that, but my family and my kids are so much more important, and mm. and I feel like the Lord honors that, like you know, priorities first. And Mary Kay is great because her philosophy was always God first, family second, career third, and if you do it in that way, everything works out, and it That's cool. and it does. That's cool. And and I love that about Mary Kay, and um, I love the opportunity because it's so much more than makeup so much more. It's helping women. It's investing in women. You hear stories of, of their lives and things that they're going through. And I mean, it really is a ministry. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> no, but could you? That's, but it really is. I wouldn't it's, mind you telling us about that a little more. Like I figured it was just, you know, eyeliner and stuff like that. And rouge. I learned the word rouge. rouge. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was a little more than you know, I didn't. I didn't see it as much in terms of the relational aspect. But it, it, would you say that's one reason you've loved Mary Kay? And could you yes. tell me a story? It's it's so it's so relational. Um, I have customers that I have serviced for ten years who. It's just the connection. It's people connection. I mean, older women, seventy year old women who love to see you, women who are going through crises with their children. They don't know what to do. Um, I have a, a customer whose son is um, a drug addict, and she constantly, constantly tells me to pray for him. She's not a believer, mm. and and I don't, I don't talk about that stuff all the time because I feel like you know we're an open book on how we live our lives, and she knows how I live and what mm. I do and and how I carry myself. Um, not perfect, but you know what I mean. She knows I'm a Christian. Um, so you get to help people, you get to pray with people, you get to, um, help them feel more confident. Um, and it's amazing how doing just something like washing their face (laughs) can just brighten their spirits from a phone call that said, my son is now back in a facility because he, you know, he is, won't give up his drugs. So, you know, it really is a ministry and, and when you look at it that way, um, it's not about making money. It's not about the almighty dollar. It's really about helping people. And women know that. They know when you're trying to be a salesman, and they know when you're trying to really help them. So you're not one of those high-pressure Mary Kay ladies that call and say, you got to buy, you got to buy, you got to buy. No, I don't think I am, y'all, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I but we'll put her it. phone number in the bio. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that I am. I, and I, if, you know, I really that's never my my goal. I don't ever want to be that way. I That's kind of cool because when I think of it, you know, I'm on the outside. I don't yeah. really buy Mary Kay. Yeah. But I think of telemarketers and I think of that comes to my mind like just pressuring people. Oh, we got a sale going on. Oh, you got to buy this and and constantly getting called by these right uh, ladies like that. And so <laughs> you don't really picture yourself like that. You really see it more as a relational relational. And the investment. more you're and you know, this is life, you know, too. The more you're with somebody the more relationship building it is. They say it takes up to four times to be in the space of someone to have that relationship good and built. So, you know, the more I see people, the more I can hug them, the more I can smile and encourage them, the more that relationship builds. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's life. That's just the way we all should roll with, with who we connect with. Um, it's just neat. not, yeah. It's kind of neat because I could see how that could help if you're becoming an empty nester. I could see how that could help because it still has a relational piece to it that mm -hmm. becomes more important than just making money or doing something you like. Right. Because sometimes I would think that if, uh, if I was involved in that world, uh, I, I would be a little skeptical of you. You know, I'd wonder, well, what's her what's her angle here? She just can play the charm and try to do that. But is she really like that? You know, and I guess yeah. like you're saying four times, they start reading you and they really find out you're legit and you're real and you just open your heart as well. Yeah. And and I do feel like like people watch us. Um, they watch us and more than what we realize, how we act, how we conduct ourselves, how we live our lives. And I mentioned that already before they'll actually feel like they can be part of your world or part of that and relationship you. and trust, trust you. you. Yes. I mean, you don't get that in a first or second mm. connection. Mm. You just don't. It takes some time of connecting and being with people. Well, I want to shift gears real quick and ask you. So Leah graduated from our academy, Triad Baptist Christian Academy. Luke is about to graduate. So what what is it like walking through the end of your youngest child's high school year? I mean, we're talking about like soccer games. He's in, very involved. Graduation, uh, he's on your book staff. And I've worked with Luke on your book this year, and he's very creative and a good writer. I mean, what, what's Smart. it like going through Smart. sort of this last chapter with him? Um, you definitely soak up every moment. I did that with Leah, too. I, mm -hmm. I really soaked it, soaked it all in. But when it's your last one, you tend to be a little bit more that okay. way, um, being more involved. Um, backing up a minute, that's why I, I've loved my Mary Kay business, because I work when I want to. And that way, I didn't miss any games. I, I mm. was here for their sports. I was here for all of those things that I felt like I would look back on one day and be like, I'm so glad I did that. Mm. And not everybody can do that, and I understand. But I'm so glad that I had the option and the opportunity to be part of all that. But it's, it's just so fun to watch your child grow and to mature, to get their driver's license, to, whoo, that's another story, watching them drive to school by themselves for the first time. <laughs> you know, you remember that. <laughs> so scary and fun all at the same time, but to watch them mature and grow and to be part of, of a great school where you know that they're being taught great things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we never expected the teachers here to raise our kids. Um, they invested in them. That was our job to raise them, but there's a peace of mind that comes with being in a great, great school that teaches your children. So what is something that the Lord has taught you through your children growing up, through watching your children grow up? What's a lesson that God's really laid on your heart or encouraged you with that you could encourage you know, other parents with? Mm -hmm. Well, um, to be patient, um, to love your kids where they are. Mm -hmm. um, it's so easy to try to change them and to make them to be someone that they're not. Um, and I have found with my two kids, I have two totally different children, which is probably the most, the case for most people. Not all of our kids are not alike. I have one who's very, very outgoing and laughy and smiley. And that's just the way she is. And she's a lot like her mom <laughs> and um, just happy go lucky. And then I have another one who's happy and great in his own way, you know, quieter, he seems very content. Very. He and seems he's very he's, content. And right? I, tell, I tell him all the time, when you get married one day, your wife is going to love you because you don't say anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, he's just, he's just very low key and very, um, he's always thinking, you know, those mm. kind of quiet people you got to watch out for, you know, cause they're always thinking, <laughs> you never know what's going on in their mind, but, but what a great, what a great blessing and throwing them both together and mixing them all up, um, has just been, has been so great. And they've taught me a lot about that, about how to just accept people for who they are. Um, God made everybody different and, and we don't need to change, try to change people. Um, mm. And that has been a really, good. it's been a great thing, a great journey. That is cool. That is good. I've, you know, I'm just struck by, you know, just the energy you bring to the table with your family and your life and just kind of uh, really cool to kind of see how you're enjoying that and knowing you're coming up to a hard time. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, you're not going to let, you're not going to let that take away who you are, the energy, the investment and and say, okay, it is going to be tough, and I am going to be sad, but I'm going to I'm going to continue to move on with my life, and I'm going to honor the Lord and do what I can to continue to make it count. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's really cool. That's great. What was one of the hardest times in your life? Maybe anything on your. Oh goodness, hardest time of my life. I don't know. <laughs> have you <laughs> had any hard had times? Any. No, no. I have. I have. I have many hard times. Um, I guess, like family and when things don't go the way that they should or sickness um we have a little bit of some um anxiety and depression within my family and um it's hard to see things like that because you hear people talk about illnesses whether they be physical or whether they be mental and um, mental illness is very very common and Mm -hmm. a lot of people have that and we don't really know and um Almost chemical, like it's even in your line. And then when it hits your home, not directly, but in your family, um, it's, it's a little bit hard. Like, you know, why, Mm -hmm. why, or, you know, why does this happen? But, um, you know, life is not perfect. You know, Mm -hmm. we all smile, we all laugh, we all have a great time. And it's great to be that way because laughter is like a medicine. The Bible Mm -hmm. talks about it and we should always be that way. But that doesn't mean that we don't have hardship and hard things that come towards us. But I think it's how we handle them that make us um, a stronger person through it. But, you know, and we just pray that the Lord takes those things away and, um, you know, and then and we encourage just each other. And right? Love and encourage each other. Yes. I think as our connect group talks about that a lot, a lot of people deal with um, stress and anxiety and depression. And what is so healing is having people to connect with and to love mm-hmm. you through that. So right. I think that's important. I think so. Too. And not letting it take you down. Right. Or debilitating you to the point where you can't move. Like, I feel that in your life. Like, you're like, I'm going to push through this. Whatever I have that's to right. face, whatever I have to deal with, I'm not going to let it ruin my life and, right. and my perspective. That's right. That's cool. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Hey, well, thanks for sharing today. Thanks for coming by. That was just kind I'm of exciting. This has been a lot of fun. This I'm has excited. Been neat, Thank so. y'all for having me. What an honor. And goodness, I just feel so special. <laughs> Well, we have hope that you have enjoyed this episode as well. And if you would, like, share, and review us. And uh, let us know what you think, what you would like to see on future episodes. I do want to give a quick plug for our academy. Triad Baptist Christian Academy is uh, is just a great school. It really focuses on the academics and the spiritual relationship with Christ. And uh, you can check that out at tbcanow.org. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us this week on TBC Today. We want to connect with you, so make sure to visit our website, tbcnow.org, and subscribe, rate, 
and review the show in iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be on the lookout for our next conversation.